A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hi, guys. Hi. This is Goop Yourself, the podcast about everything goop. I'm Brian Rucker. I'm Aggie Hewitt. And wait, I didn't say the intro exactly the same you as said I it, you. You said the podcast where we talk about everything goop. But what did you say today? Today, I think I just said the podcast about everything goop. Yeah, no, that's not what you say. <laughs> eh, I don't know. All right. So this today. is a very special bonus episode, an Easter egg. <laughs> Easter the, egg. The one where Brian says it wrong. <laughs> where Brian fucks up. Yeah. Um, you know why I, was, I made that mistake is because I had something else on my mind while i was saying the intro what was it the poster for gwyneth's new, new show. netflix show with ryan murphy um the president the, the politician. politician it came out i know did and it come it looks- out publicly because i have a friend that works at netflix and i just thought she shared it on facebook oh i saw it on instagram it came out yeah no it's um it looks very uh like um i i, I don't know like it looks like um it kind of looks like election like the movie election? Yeah. Well, it's like um the and the 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 color palette, it's like a pink background with like the guy's sliver of his face. It reminds me of like a 70s book cover almost, which is yeah. so trendy right now, like a Philip Roth or a Joan Didion book. Yeah. It's cool. It's a really nice poster. And yeah, so it's about this like kid who is determined to be the president and it's just like him like becoming the president of his high school and then he's like gonna get into harvard and like be like driven to like become the president and it's ben platt is the main character yeah who i actually don't know who that is he's mostly a theater actor a kid he's in his 20s i guess okay uh i'm trying to think what he's been on tv and stuff before i know him because he's best friends with beanie feldstein who was in ladybird um, yeah yeah and so they're like the cool theater kids now Ah, you really stay up to date on cool New York theater I try. Um, It's Gwyneth Paltrow. She gets first billing. Yeah. uh, Followed by Jessica Lange. And then, oh, Zoe Deutsch, who is um, Leah Thompson's daughter, who's like a Netflix star now because she was in Set It Up. Oh, what's Set It Up? It was that romantic comedy that was on Netflix last year where it's like two assistants to Tay Diggs. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like Buck or whatever. Uh, Oh, and she was also in, I think, um, uh, Scream Queens. Oh, yeah. Um, and then a bunch of people. Oh, Bob Balaban, I've heard of. But there's like a bunch of people, names on the poster. And I feel like I know a lot of actors. And I don't know who most of these people are. Does that say Rashida Jones? No. What does that say? I can't Ro- read it. Oh, Rodney Jones. Okay, I'm looking from Maybe across the Maybe it's Rashida Jones's brother or sister. I don't know. Um, I heard the Jessica Lange part was originally supposed to be played by Barbara Streisand. That was my question. I read that Barbara Streisand was going to be in. So that makes sense. So they replaced her with Jessica yeah, Lange. That's sure disappointing. Why. I mean, I like Jessica Lange, but I would have loved to love see Barbara. Love to see Barbara. Yeah. I know. I'm like just getting into Barbara. Like I'm listening to her albums in the car and shit. It's funny. I, yeah, I've never 
sort of gotten the whole thing with Barbara. Like, I think she has a really pretty voice. And I've seen a couple of her, like, I've seen her Hello, Dolly, and I've seen her Star is Born. Um, and John and I watched a couple of, because they put all of her, like, um, concert specials on Netflix a while ago. That's kind of what I want to watch next. Yeah, and they're good. It's just sort of not my type of music. Right. Uh and I don't really understand the obsession with her, but I, I, I think I'm getting there. Like I used to not get it. And then it Spotify put one of her songs on my like Discover Weekly. Okay. And I was like, oh, I am enjoying this. And then I just like kind of went over and I was like, you're right, Spotify. Like I do like fucking Barbara Streisand. Yeah, she ha- she's a, a weird sort of musical genre all, all her own. Because it's sort of pop and soft rock and show tunes all at the same time kind of all yeah so no one really does that anymore no no one does it it's sort of like um i mean i guess the closest might be like well celine is i think way more pop yeah because celine yeah it was celine was more straight ahead like pop like not like like fancy lady pop i don't know what to call it well and like she would do sort of the same type of music i feel like barbara was very like eclectic she would do like an eclectic spanish song and then like a like a weird hard rock song yeah but she's like like, (laughs) she's always like isn't this fun like it's me doing this and it's like okay barbara (laughs) uh and it is amazing because i'm reading that um i think i talked about in the podcast that william goldman uh like screenwriting book oh i don't know that uh he um he talks about like being a screenwriter in hollywood in like the 60s and like what you know what sells and what's like going to be a bomb and what's going to be a hit but um, like by 1960s standards yeah well actually yeah it was i think the book was actually written in the very early 80s but it's like about okay so it's ex- very topical, it's very very, topical. so yeah. the 80s oh, is really what it's have. not like uh how to for for us <laughs> okay. in this day and age but he's talking about stars and he was like yeah in the late 60s early 70s barbara Streisand was the number one star in the world like, I don't think we oh, comprehended, yeah. we could comprehend, a, like, what a big star she was. Oh, no. She was a huge star. Yeah. yeah I no. guess I didn't know she was, like, I knew she was always, like, beloved, but I didn't realize she was, like, the top box office star and the top musical star all yeah, the Yeah, she was huge. I mean, she was, like, that generation of, like, superstars that, like, doesn't exist anymore. Yeah. Like, her, like, Whoopi Goldberg, Michael Jackson, like, people that were, like, so famous in, like, the 80s and 90s that, like, yeah. we don't have, like... They just people like that just don't exist anymore. No, yeah, not at all. Um, everyone is so fractured. Everyone is so like tangible. Like celebrity is so tangible now because like you can just go on social media and like see them like washing their face or doing whatever. It's like it, it used to be like a very special thing to like catch a glimpse of these people doing any kind of normal thing. Yeah, and now now we have Instagram. Um, but. I, yeah, this show, it's, I think it, de- it says it debuts September 27th, and we're going to watch every episode, obviously. Yeah, I mean, so mark your calendar, September yeah. 27th, so we've got a little ways to go. And this is right after Gwyneth was like, mm, I'm not, I was always just pretending to be an actress, and now it's like, oh, I have a brand new show. But it seems like she's kind of doing, like, fun things that aren't too taxing, kind of like you said she was going to do. Like, yeah. this is probably, like, she's working with her husband, she's, like, you know, just, like, on, she's a support she's not like the star of the show she's not like carrying it yeah i i am curious to know sort of how big of a part she has because she, like ben platt is the star but he's sort of on the poster at least it's like the so it's and like, so and so so and, so, and, and ben, ben platt. platt as the politician yeah. i think it's like he's i think it's like building to him yeah. i think it's like supposed to be like he's the fancy it'll be his like star making yeah sort of um and he and i, I never because i think he got famous he was in dear evan hansen 
Oh yeah, I think I listened to that. I never think I might have listened to it. I don't remember. I saw again. It's like not for me. Uh, I saw his performance on the Tonys, and he did seem very. He's obviously very talented. So yeah, I heard actually. Yeah, I kind of heard some people who didn't really like Dear Evan Hansen. I think the show. I just hear it might be a little problematic, like talking about mental illness or something. I have no idea. I don't know what I'm talking about. I don't either. I people not. like every people hate everything now. So and yeah, who you knows? just have to ignore that. Ignore the haters, guys. Ignore the haters. And also it's like, I can't afford to go see a fucking play. No, um, especially. Well, in I guess you could get cheaper tickets in L.A. I don't know. I could have gone when it came here and I didn't. I didn't either. Uh, any other news? Not really. Oh, I ate a high pill. <laughs> Wait, this morning? Yeah. Oh, shit. That's right. Okay, so <laughs> did I talk about it on did this? Did you just literally call it a high pill? Yeah, but it's not. It's a, So I talked about this a little on the bonus episode. I think I may have Instagrammed it. Oh, mm-hmm. I don't know if I talked about it on the podcast yet, but I, um, I was listening to a podcast with Chelsea Handler, and she was talking about how she started smoking weed, and that really helped her with her drinking. She's like, I'm not drinking as much because of it. And I was like, mm, I'm going to just give this a shot because whatever, because Gwyneth has like this like brand. So I went and I like found this brand of weed that was like featured in Med Men when there was like the Goop takeover and like Goop has written about it. It's called uh, Bebo. Mm-hmm. And they have these little pastels that come in this like very pretty pink tin. And there's five milligrams of THC in each one. And you eat them. <laughs> And I've been doing it. They're very low dose. For, I mean, for me, five, even five milligrams is like pretty high, but. Not, I mean, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I took some of my CBD oil, like just a half a dose before I went to work yesterday. And it, sometimes with the edibles, it takes like so long to kick in. Yeah. It takes like over an hour. So it was like three hours later and then I was like feeling it. And then I, I was supposed to just like be cleaning up and like I. It took me so long to get out of there. And I was like, I should not do this. Um, Because I didn't get home till like midnight last night. This is the first like um, thing I've had to do in while I was like feeling the effects of the Bebos or whatever the fuck it's called. Um, Because if I have to go to work or something like I'm not going to do it because I work with kids and I'm not like a monster. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Mostly I've just been like eating them or like smoking i also got this like really pretty little gold vape pen thing um it's very pretty it is pretty uh like after work to sort of make sure that i don't like kill a bottle of wine kill a bottle of wine because my job is stressful and it's been known to happen and yeah it's been it's been good that's great yeah uh the only other thing i i I am gonna cook out of um the clean plate this week because i want to do another like bonus pod uh, about a recipe, but I've just been, like I said last week, I've been so obsessed with the Alison Roman book. I cooked like three more recipes out of it. I kind of want to get it, but I get so many free Alison Roman recipes off just like New York, New York Times. Times. Like the broccoli that you were talking oh, with about. with the lemon and Yeah, Parmesan? like I made that from the New York, from or no, from her website actually, oh, okay. I think. One of them. Uh, yeah, I made that again yesterday. I actually have it for lunch today. Again, the broccoli. It's really good. Um, it's so good. And then I sort of, now I've made the famous stew enough times to sort of like do a, my own riff on oh, it. Oh, cool. So I made one the other day, but instead of chickpeas, I did lentils and then oh. I just cut the um, coconut milk in half. So it was like a little lighter. Yeah. Um, and it's just, 
and now I feel like I could use it like with any sort of bean or even like a grain or whatever and just like make that recipe. And you could even change up the spices this time. You could change anything out. Yeah, it's like, like you could replace the coconut milk with any other type of like fatty, like you could use like cream or something. Yeah, which totally. would be heavier <laughs> probably. Um, but like you could definitely like, you can play with it. And instead of turmeric, I put in uh, like a harissa powder that I had. So it's oh, more sort of like good. a Middle Eastern rather than Indian. That sounds good. It's so fucking good. Yeah, I love it. But um, I am going to go back to, to my Gwyneth book. The problem is the clean plate, it is like because it's all like cleanse recipes. So none of them are like that exciting. They always don't look that fun to me. They're too clean. They're too clean. I, maybe I should go back to um, that. It's all, wait, it's all easy. Is the yeah, and it's oh, they're all all the books I have of Gwyneth's are clean. I never had. I I don't have my father's daughter, which is the the non clean one. That's the bad one. That, oh, it's not good. Or bad. Oh no, I'm like, like bad, bad like fattening. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Oh well. But I don't have any Gwyneth cookbooks. But every recipe I've made. I mean, because again, there there's so many good there, recipes on Goop. That's true. You don't need. I I just am like a a compulsive cookbook buyer, as my husband yeah. can attest, because mm-hmm. we've run out of bookshelf space, and For now now. The new rule is every time I buy a new cookbook, I have to get rid of a book. What did you get rid of? So I haven't gotten rid of anything yet. They're just all on my like end table by my bed in a big stack. And I say that I'm going to throw them away and I haven't yet. Guys, I need Marie Kondo in my life, even though I hate her. Why do you hate her? Because she stresses me out because I don't want to get rid of anything. Oh, you just hate her because you don't want to do it. Yeah. Okay. I thought you hated her for some other reason. What other reason? I don't know, but you said you hated her. <laughs> no, I just she just stresses me out. That okay. whole that whole philosophy. Yeah. Um, but I'll get it together. You don't feel uh, pressure. Yeah. Um, I guess let's just get into the newsletters. Sure, why not? Light week. Uh, what was your best? My best was well, I didn't read it, but it was still my best anyway, and it was the article called "Books by Female Authors That Will Inspire Your Career." Okay. So I opened it up, took a look didn't really you know pay attention to any of the books at all and i was like i won't read any of these but i like that they're focusing on female books written by women for women to like succeed in business i think that's really cool i like that goop empowers women in those ways um yeah but like none of these i don't read like self-help books or how-to books or anything like that really unless it's like for like a joke but um you know if and as and like i have no reason to read any type of book about like business because i have no business <laughs> like it I'm took not... us two years to start a patreon so this it is took us two years to... yeah i know exactly like we're not really business people i mean maybe i guess i should be reading this yeah we, yeah we both should probably here's one called work wife about i guess women who are... i see i don't really know take the leap change your career change your life by sarah bliss whatever anyway not gonna read them very happy that this exists and if any woman listening wants to succeed in business check it out uh yeah i was because usually the goop book reviews or whatever have like a lot of fiction on them yeah and so i i always like their recommendations and i was a little disappointed that this one was just like business how-to books. yeah i wasn't gonna read any of the book but i am reading oh god i've been reading it for kind of a long time but bitter orange which was one of theirs was is so good i'm like okay. halfway through it it's yeah i told you about it yeah, yeah 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 it's about these like english people who are like appraising an old estate and they have this like oh, weird right. relationship yeah it's that cool sounds good yeah um i'm reading to die in california a 70s la noir scary it's really good it's like um because they describe hippies like at the time and it's like it's sort of an older 
you know, dad character who like hates hippies. And he's basically like, these guys are all posers. Like, why are they all just dressing like they live in the Great Depression? And I'm like, oh, yeah, I always think of hippie style as like sweet generous and like original. But no, they were just nostalgic for the 30s. Wait, really? That's what, yeah, that's what this guy said in the book. And he's like, oh, yeah, they're just, it's sort of like when we see kids wearing like 70s clothes or 90s clothes, we're like these fucking They were wearing 30s clothes? Yeah. No, they weren't. What are you talking about? Bell bottoms and like. No, like before the bell, but like, um, like prairie dresses and like long hair. Okay. It was, I don't know. That's what at the time adults were just like, oh, these kids are just dressing like my weird depression parents. Oh, that kind of makes more sense. It does make sense. Okay. So it was enlightening. Um, I'm halfway through with the book. And of course, it's due like tomorrow at the library. Gotta get to reading. Yeah. Luckily, there's no wait for it. So I could just check it out again. Oh, that's good. Uh, oh, and also in that book thing, they had their first presidential endorsement. <laughs> it wasn't oh, Kamala. It was Kamala's book. <laughs> yeah. I wonder how many like presidential candidates are going inter- to go on an interview with Coop. Except they for Howard Schultz. Oh, my God. I, know, I was going to say, oh, they interviewed one, didn't they? It was <laughs> Howard Schultz. <laughs> Is he out of this yet or what? I know. I think he's like, I mean, he's not running as a Democrat or Republican, so he can just sort of not do anything and just like be on the ballot, I think, right? I don't know. I no but idea. I mean, he's not like giving speeches or anything, is he? I think maybe people are just not covering it as much. Maybe no one cares. I have no idea. Ugh, God. Um, but I want Warren, I want Gillibrand, I want Buttigieg, I want them all to go on Goop, and let's hear what they have to say about God, it. God, wouldn't that be great? Be... Sitting down with Elise? <laughs> yeah, just sitting down with Elise. I will listen to the podcast if you have a presidential candidate, Elise. So will I. If you're listening. She is. No. Um, so my best was the very good article called How to Minimize Pores. That was a good article. And so, I mean, everyone has uh, insecurities about their faces. Mm-hmm. And mine, one of mine is, I have fucking like big pores on my nose. I feel insecure about my pores as well. And I mean, I g- guess I'm the only one that's like staring at myself in the mirror. So like you can see. Everybody hates their everyone hate, yeah, face so, and their pores. But I just feel like mine are getting worse with age. And I, I and one of the reasons that I like stopped drinking a lot was because I, I, I felt like I could get to the point where my nose became like um like a W.C. Fields nose or something. Oh, my God. It's definitely nowhere near <laughs> I, that, but no, okay. But I was just like worried that it could happen. And okay. I don't know. So this is a very good step-by-step uh, how-to on... And they say like, your pores do not get bigger or smaller. They just get like stretched out when you have like dirt and shit in your face. So these are, this is like how to sort of prevent your pores from looking bigger. It's just like keeping your face really clean. Basically, basically. yeah. <laughs> it's seven steps. Um, First, exfoliate with AHAs. I don't know what those are, but it's a goop, the goop exfoliator is one of them, obviously. I think that's what I use to exfoliate with. Wait, I'm going to go and get it. It's the, um, yeah, you go and get it and I'll, I'll keep talking about this list. Um, it's the, yeah, the goop instant facial, the one that Gwyneth uses every night, the one that's, that won uh, an Allure award or whatever. Number two is tone your skin. Um, I just started toning my skin. Uh with a toner that we were sent actually, which was really cool. Um, number three is keep skin clear. Uh, number four is treat with vitamin C, which I got um, the Ursa Major vitamin C serum from Credo. Wait, you got sent a toner? Yeah, I told you. We're going to, we'll, we'll tell you guys more on the podcast, but we. Am I going to get it? Yeah, yeah. You know the story. I'll tell you after the thing, but yeah. Okay. Um. Uh, number five is moisturize carefully. 
Number six is take collagen. And of course they link to that disgusting fish juice. And number seven is wear sunscreen. And guys, I think I pretty much do all these things. So now you need an AHA. But that's the goop um, instant facial, which I have. I have the sample, which is, uh, it's not. And I have that French one. I don't know if it's an AHA, but it's an exfoliator. This is AHA. Okay. Mine. Maybe I'll get that. It's from The Ordinary. I use it twice a week. I didn't really know. I was just like, oh, I have to use this, but I don't know why. What does AHA stand for? I have no idea. It's AHA 30%, BHA 2% peeling solution. A 10-minute exfoliating facial. If you guys know what AHA is... Hit us up on Instagram. You put it on twice a week, it burns. Yeah, that's like the good one. This was like $10. Oh, really? Yeah. The ordinary? Okay, I'll get it. Um, Yeah, no, that's why, because I I was like, I have to exfoliate more, but it's so, my face is so sensitive, so I can't do it every day, like they say, like Gwyneth says. Yeah, that's crazy that she does it every day. Yeah. Um, Yeah, I think my face probably isn't as sensitive as yours, but I still... I still only do it like two or three times a week. I use toner every day, but only at night. Oh, I've been using it in the morning. Should I use it at night? I guess it just depends. Yeah. I use... Because I do it like right after I wash my face, and I mostly just wash my face in the morning. You don't wash your face at night? I wet my face. I think you should wash your face at night. Really? And wet it in the morning. Because at night, and at night, it's been out all day, like with mm. the elements and all the like, soot and dirt of the city. But if you just wake up in the morning, oh, you can just wet sense. it. Yeah. But I like feeling clean in the morning. Well, you can wash it both times. That's true. You know, I don't know. What do you guys think? Who when knows? do you wash your face? Um, does my face look like W.C. Fields? It doesn't look like W.C. Fields, <laughs> Brian. You. Oh, Jimmy my Durant God. Too. Not at all. Not at all. Uh, what was your worst? My worst was just an in the step parenting article by Ashley Graber. She says that she likes to call step parents bonus parents. And I thought that was just low. I mean, no child wants to call their be like, oh, my bonus dad. That's worse. And that assumes that you have like a good relationship with both of your biological parents anyway, which a lot of people with step parents don't. Yeah. Well, it assumes you have a good relationship with everybody. It assumes that like, it kind of says like, I like my step parent more than my biological parent. It's like, no, like I feel like, and also it's like saying that like the step parent is also a parent. Like I feel like kids kind of want to like be able to figure out how they're going to have a relationship with this like step parent in their life but like having healthy boundaries and you know is a big part of that so i don't know that calling them a bonus parent and then it's also like even more alienating because it's like when my family not only do we have a step parent we also have this like weird language about it too it's like just yeah. leave them alone my and, like, god if kids say that to other kids or other adults like oh my bonus dad. it's just like weird it sounds weird um, and it's like people don't need to like I mean, I don't know if it helps you, then that's great. I had sure. a step parent and like, I think I'm like, okay with it, but I definitely never called him a bonus dad. You should start. I should start calling him that now. Now I think he'd take it as an insult. Probably. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, this actually, this whole article was my saddest because I didn't really have a craziest this week. Um, and again, like I don't have a step parent. Um, I guess my mom's going on a date this week, so maybe I will. Maybe you will. I hope she doesn't listen to this episode. (laughs) Uh, But the whole thing, yeah, it was, it just seemed like there wasn't any practical advice other than like, you're the adult, they're the child, so you have to act like an adult and like, don't throw a tantrum because the child might throw a tantrum. So just like be chill and like let the relationship grow. And I think this was also for like new step parents more. Oh, for sure. So it's definitely like maybe 
Gwyneth and Brad's situation. I mean, it definitely seems. I mean, it but does. But their kids like, are older though, so do they well, even they're not care? that. I mean, they're still living at home. Yeah, that's true. It, things in Goob do seem to sort of like weirdly parallel Gwyneth's oh, life. Yeah. Um, but I can like now that I read stuff like this, I identify more with the adult than the child. I know, isn't that sad? I do too. It's not sad. I mean, I'm 34. Yeah, good. <laughs> but um, but I I think like if I were to be in a situation where I were to become a step parent, that would be very overwhelming, and I would be like kind of scared about it. You know what I mean? Like I would want to have an article or somebody helping me. Yeah. With like, you know. Yeah, I mean it especially if like both of the people getting together have kids, so it's not only like the relationship between the kids and the new parents, but also like the kids amongst each other, which like a Brady Bunch situation. But I don't know if I mean the, the Brady Bunch worked by just like full denial and yeah. they were just like, We're a family now. Yeah. Um the Falchuk kids live with them or do they live with their mom mostly i have no idea i mean like obviously the martin kids have a great relationship with chris and he's in and out all the time so. i mean and the parent remember gwyneth posted that instagram thing with both of her mother-in-laws yeah. all just like going out for lunch i mean i think that's really cool it is nice. i think it's yeah. like this is it's just so mature like i don't know people it, it seems but it is so performative so i understand that people are like like annoyed by it because it's like oh i mean that's whole, gwyneth's whole brand like look at my perfect life you should aspire but to it's me. not perfect it's like it's not perfect to have two mother it's like she's like making it work i don't think it's perfect yeah but like in the situation she's in it's like as perfect as it could be well shouldn't your life always be as perfect as it could be within your situation yes that's why i read goop every week that's right <laughs> <laughs> um what was your oh wait did i do oh no i didn't do oh you didn't do your my worst, worst. okay my worst was just the article about the latest in goop health um, which apparently happened in New York a couple weeks ago. And no, it didn't, I knew. No one knew. It didn't have we any knew. press. Well, we knew. Like, I knew in the back of my head that it was happening, but <laughs> there wasn't, like, a big roll-up to it. And There, there, there was were no, no, like, Lindy West. There was no yeah. Jen Gunter. There were no naysayers. Who, like, who was even covering it? But I feel like now they need, like, the dealers goop skeptics, and that's they us. us, yeah. Yeah. we still cover it, guys. Yeah, we're still talking about this. There's one in L.A. in a couple months. Please Invite give us, us. press My passes. God. I'm going to email them again. Email them again. They haven't emailed us in like a year. Um, I'm going to email them again. Why not? That's Why not? My goal of this year is just like email people who you want things from. Yeah, we're trying to email people more. <laughs> oh man, it's tough, but we're doing it's it. It's really scary and I hate it. Uh, but yeah, so like this Ingoop Health seemed so bootleg. Like, I don't know. I'm sure it was just as expensive as the old ones, but there wasn't, there like weren't any celebrities there. Literally, it said, our chief content officer, Elise Lunin, took the stage for seven consecutive conversations. Oh my God, and I thought I you were going to say for seven hours. <laughs> <laughs> probably. I, I mean, I'm surprised there wasn't a mass suicide. So the Goop conference was just sitting there watching Elise Loon and do seven interviews in a row. Yes. That sounds like hell. That literally, if I die and go to hell, that is going to be my hell. Elise Loon and just interview after interview after interview. And then, and then their food thing was just like, um, like a, it was just like a hall. It said a hall filled with cafes by our favorite healthy restaurants in New York. So it was just like a, it was like a, a smorgasbord <laughs> of just like health food. And I'm sure that was extra. You probably didn't even get like it with the price of your ticket. It's not unless, in like lapids. Yeah, unless you're in like like turquoise or yeah. whatever the high uh, rank is. Um, yeah, and then all the other like bold-faced names are people I've never heard of. Uh, financial expert Farouche Narabi. No. Nope. Um, energy guru Danagit Noor. Never. Reiki with Caitlin Marino. No. Nope. Like where's uh, Cameron Diaz? Where's Bryce Dallas Howard? Where are where's like, our like friends? Where's like that person who thinks AIDS isn't real? Oh God. Is she... Those she's gone. I, I, know. I think that was one of Jen Gunter's 
successes in life was getting her off the goop stage and i have to say i haven't talked about jen gunter much on the podcast lately because she hasn't really been dealing with goop and she's actually dealing with uh like real enemies of the people such as like anti-abortion activists and like real misogynists so and she also claims to have gotten a tv deal which tbd we'll see we'll see we'll see we'll see yeah yeah um so i'm still not like a hundred percent on the gunter train but I get where she's coming from. Look, we've always loved her and we yeah. always will, but we also hate her. Um, okay. So what was your craziest? craziest? Okay. So my craziest was the urinary tract or whatever, like the urinary thing. I have this. Oh, I have no. urinary fucking incontinence. Oh, no. Like, you don't even have kids. I know. But I've always had this where it's like, oh, my God, I have to pee. And like I pee in my pants a little bit or like I wake up all night and have to pee. And I think it's because just like... You drink a bottle of wine before bed. <laughs> no, I didn't. Last yeah. night I didn't. I'm still peeing. <laughs> I pee all the time. And I'm like, oh my God. Then the thing that to cure it is you have to get Botox injections in your bladder. Oh God. And that was my craziest. Botox in the bladder. I didn't even read that whole article because I was like... I skimmed as, it. As a man, I shouldn't be talking about this in a public forum because like, I know nothing about female incontinence. Well, what if you have male incontinence? I think... It's just because, like, the muscles are different. Old men get it, too. Oh, yes, old men get it. But I don't think, like, unless you're really old, like, I don't think it's a big... I because mean, it's... you just have to, like, shake it a little bit after you're done. And yeah. then you shouldn't, like, drip pee on your. I, like, I'm going to... I think I need... I don't know. I didn't really read this article, but I feel like I'm going to have to start doing the jade egg. I mean, too bad that they don't sell it on Goop anymore. Oh, they don't sell it at all? I think no. Well, I have one. Oh, that's true. Somewhere. But I don't know where it is, which means like I don't know how sterile it is because it's probably just like in a drawer. I just boil it, do it. Uh, I'm just like, now that there's this this Botox in your bladder thing is out, I know that like next season on all the Real Housewives, they're just going to like go. That's going to be like a whole plot point of them just getting Botox in their bladders. That sounds so painful, getting an injection in your bladder. Oh, my God. I don't even know. Like how far up? Like that seems like a that's a long. I think needle. I don't think that goes in. Oh, it doesn't go. Your, it, like, I don't it think goes, it can. It pierces you, the skin through the pelvis. Probably. It probably goes through the pelvis yeah. because like your vagina doesn't go to your unless it goes through like your urethra. Yeah, that seems more. Wait, do women have a urethra? I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. women have a pee hole. It's the same. Yeah, thing. it's a urethra. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, uh, welcome to biology yep. one hundred and one. Oh, welcome boy. to sex ed <laughs> with Brian yeah. and Aggie. Oh my god. Um. Yeah, so I said my saddest that step parenting bonus parenting thing. Excuse me. Yeah. Um, what would you I try? Would try. Yeah. Oh, I had two tries, okay. and they were both fashion related. Mm. So I would try first. There was the long skirt with the button up blouse. Okay. Um, and that is just like they were like, "Why don't you wear a long skirt and a button up blouse?" And I was like, "Why don't I?" And then they just showed a bunch, and I wouldn't get them from any of these brands, but I would go on like fucking mod cloth or something and just do it because. That seems like a nice, easy, like kind of uniformy outfit. Yeah, and it's like it works for uh, like a temperate climate. Like it's not too. It's cool good and for not spring. Yeah, yeah. I think it looks great. I mean, it looks great on that woman because she's thin. But yeah, you know. and the lady in the picture, she's wearing all white, which would be a disaster for me because I I literally spill something on my clothes every time I eat. So yeah, I don't know if I could do all white, but I could. But they they didn't say you have to do all white. When you read through it, there's like regular, like they're all different skirts and stuff. And then, kind of in a similar one in the next, in the other newsletter, they would talk about color blocking, which I was like, what the fuck? Because in the picture, it's like a skirt that's like all different colors. And I was like, you mean blocks of color on my clothes? But no, it just means like wearing like 
solid colors, mm. like different solid colors. And I think that looks really nice. And I kind of do that anyway. Yeah, I think it's sort of a a fallacy that like a lot of colors um like don't work together or like clash with each other. I mean, I guess there are some, but I like like a like a blue and a black combination or even a brown and a black sometimes. Um this is a like a burgundy and a pink, which is cool. Yeah, I think it seems fun to do like more yeah exciting colors yeah. even like those mint pants are cool yeah i love mint green is a great i used to have god i was such a loser as a teenager <gasps> oh no i went to like goodwill or whatever because i was trying to be like kooky that was like my aesthetic kooky like yeah like i am so uncomfortable in my skin but i'm going to uh wear like bright colors to like appear yeah. like i'm confident i see um so i bought these mint pants sort of like a like a guys and dolls zoot suit style pant at mm-hmm. Goodwill. And then I, I think I wore it with like maybe a bright canary yellow blazer. And I just, that sounds cool. It was not. And okay. then I had um, a, cause I was everyone, I guess in the night, you're just already into nostalgia. So like there was um, a, a product in the early nineties called Tropicana Twisters that okay. came out in maybe like 93, 94. And so by 98 or whatever, it was already completely passe. But my friend and I found Tropicana Twister like promo t-shirts at that Goodwill. And we're like, uh-huh. oh my God, remember that? And then we yeah. both bought them. And so I'd wear a Canary Blazer, mint green Zoot Suit pants, and a Tropicana Twisters promo um, t-shirt. <sighs> it sounds cool. It was not, but thank you. I'm sure it was cool. I'm sure someone thought you looked cool. Okay. I'll, uh, yeah, maybe one person thought I looked cool. And that person was me. Thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. Little... Toddler? Oh, you weren't a toddler. I wasn't a toddler. I wish. My God. I would have thought it was cool. Uh, all right. So what I... Oh, I would try is they had like some cocktail recipes, which I feel like they haven't had in a while. Oh, it was those Kettle Botanicals. Yeah, ones. the Kettle Botanicals, yeah. which I still, as my old like cocktail snob brain thinks, botan- like vodka with botanicals is just gin. But it's not because gin is like specifically juniper. Gin doesn't have to. I mean, t- traditional like dry London gin is juniper, but gin... The definition of gin is uh, distilled spirit with any botanicals. Well, I also don't know if they really have botanicals or if they just have like flavors. Flavors, <laughs> yeah, like Red 40 or whatever. Yeah, it's, they're really good. And they also have like fruit flavor. They it's do. Like, like I got one that was like cucumber mint. They all sound great. They're I, all good. This, the one specifically that I want to try is, I guess they have like a grapefruit rose one. Yeah. Um, which I love anything grapefruit flavored. And then the cocktail that they do is a, it's called a sumac salty dog. So you just do. Um, the grapefruit and rose kettle wine with some grapefruit juice and club soda. And then you rim it with a mixture of salt and sumac, which wow. is like, um, like a lemony berry. That's like a powder that you use in like a lot of Middle Eastern food. Uh, and I've never used it on a cocktail and it sounds really good. Sounds good. Yeah, no, I love those vodkas or gins, technically gins, whatever they're yeah. called. I love those. I've bought, um, I bought the mint one and the orange one. I don't know if I bought the grapefruit rose one because I'm a little bit scared of rose flavored shit. I always think I'm going to like it and I never do. See, I love it so much. The more rose, the better. I love a rose macaroon. I love um, a rose uh, boba tea. Yeah. Uh, I love, yeah, I love floral stuff. Like violet is another one. I I used to have a bottle of um, creme de violette, which is like a violet liqueur, Uh which you can add to stuff. But yeah, it is like you either love it or you hate it. And I, I imagine though that this is like kettle one. It's geared towards um like um a mainstream audience. Yeah. So I bet you that they don't overdo it with the rose. I don't know. Actually, yeah. I want that creme de violette. 
I'm it's really good. It. I want to put it um, like in champagne. Oh yeah. I make like a cur. God, we should go to barkeeper and buy a bottle. Yeah. Um, guys, I'm gonna start drinking again. This. Oh, I'm sorry. I mean, no, Am no, I no. bringing you down to my level? No, I mean it's not like I totally list. stopped drinking. I just uh, uh, when the weather gets warmer, sun's out in the summer. That's when I want to just get boozy. I see. Yeah. Uh, what would you buy? Uh, I would buy the original Vintner's Daughter. I've always been sort of on the fence about it. You know, I don't love Vintner's Daughter. I don't really like how it smells. I covet it. I love how it smells. Um, it seems just like a really expensive ointment or something. But they've just people have been going so crazy about Vintner's Daughter. And well, it people seems on like, Goop that are selling it, and other people. I mean, it's like every. It's like the miracle formula. Okay. Everybody's favorite. It's like people go fucking crazy for this shit, and I'm like, there must be something to it. Bridget wears it now. Really? Yeah. Oh, it must be nice. That's our friend. Um, yeah, like people wear it. Like, I don't know. Like, I, I just am like, am I missing out because I don't like this? I mean, I slather it all over my face whenever I go to the goop store. Does it have like real like acid chemical shit in it or is it just like all botanical? I think it's all botanicals, but people, I mean, they also say like it takes a while for it to like start working. And then it says like you're only supposed to use like it's um, a multi a multi correctional serum so you use it instead of like your whole skincare routine so apparently you can just like slather it on and not use other stuff you use it instead of everything i else. mean i imagine you also put on sunscreen because it doesn't have spf um but well the and actually the thing i would buy is the vintner's daughter new uh product which is called the active treatment essence so now Vintner's Daughter, after I guess like 10 years of just selling the Active Botanical Serum, they've added a new product to their roster called Active Treatment Essence. And um, the, it says the two products complement each other seamlessly. The Essence, dis that's the new one, disappears instantly into your skin and doesn't have much of a scent beyond a faint fermented apple cider vinegar vibe. Yummy. Which, uh, I don't know. And then the serum with its gorgeous scent. I love the scent. It smells like just like a beautiful, rich old woman. Um, which is, oh yeah. And it says simply the actual smell of the ingredients themselves feels incredible, smoothed on right after. So you do, do the essence first and then the serum and then, and then I guess you're good to go and you have eternal youth and beauty. Although we, like I just said, our friend Bridge has been using it the last couple of times I've seen her. I've been like, your skin looks amazing. What are you doing? And I didn't know she was doing that. And she was like, I don't know. And then the last time I saw her, I was like, your skin still looks so good. What is it? And she's like, all I have on right now is Vintner's daughter. Wow. And I was like, oh my God. That, I mean, her skin is beautiful. Yeah. It, um, that's a good reason to get it. The problem is the price. The, but it says like you only use four or five drops. I don't know. The serum, as we all know, is $185. And then the Which new- Which is not, I mean, look, that's expensive. I'm not going to pretend it's not expensive. But it's like, if you, you could make it happen. You could make it happen if you're like, I'm going to get rid of all my other skincare products. I'm just going to concentrate on this. Yeah. I'm going to- save up yeah i mean i like you yeah we could do it it's not like you have to take out a loan from the bank sure um and then the new one is 225 dollars um i don't want to have both of them that's a lot see but now that they sell both i want both but if i only had to do one i would definitely do the OG. i do the original yeah. one yeah uh we both i mean their advertising must really work because we both put that on our thing i would buy list. oh i yeah because i this i mean there's a lot of like good smelling products in this world for me this one is so complex and just so it's gonna sound cheesy but like haunting when i smell it i love it so much but what but what is it actually doing for your skin i have no idea 
um, I don't think, I think that they stay vague because it's just like, we're going to let the results speak for themselves. So when, you know, you see your friend and you're like, your skin looks great. And they're like, Vintner's daughter. Is this an MLM? Like, is Bridget selling this on the side? If she was, I wish she fucking was. I know, I would buy it. Maybe, God, we should ask them. Uh, do you have an MLM? We want to like be part of your pyramid. Yeah, do scheme. you have an MLM? We'll do it, Vintners. Uh, Vintners, if you want to also advertise on our podcast, we're actively looking for commercials. Yeah, that will. <laughs> that give we, us you don't even have to pay shit. us. Just give us shit. Just give it to give us one bottle and we'll advertise for you for, for free the rest for of the rest life. of our lives. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we are good business people. <laughs> yeah, see, that's why we do need those books. <laughs> uh, anything else? Uh. I think that's it. Think that's, yeah. Um, for our Patreon subscribers, um, we put up our uh, latest bonus episode about our field trip to Credo Spa to do a goop facial. It which was, was fun. super fun. Um, so listen to that. Um, yeah. Rate us on uh, Apple Podcasts, iTunes. Um, follow us on Instagram. If you like us, go to our Patreon. Uh, for $5 a month, you get um, at least one extra bonus podcast and a newsletter. newsletter. And um, yeah, we might have more fun things coming up. And we will share those with you. All we right. love, you. love you. Bye. Bye. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well. HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quinn's. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full important safety information, visit juviderm.com.